This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. Uh, playoffs? What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm f***ing pissed off. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come around. Reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick Foles. it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Alba inside. It's Messi. And good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to us. This is the almost world-famous Wide Open Sports Cast. We are recording in the lovely confines of the Garden State, New Jersey on Tuesday, March 19th, on the eve of a little bit of March Madness. And don't forget, you can find us the Wide Open Sportscast on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and tune in at Wide Open Sportscast. And you can also find the Wide Open Sportscast on Twitter at Wide Open underscore sports. This is Feds, and joining me tonight, rejoining the show, of course, is none other than the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Rick Cool. How's it going, Rick? Wow, I feel special. I'm good, man. How are you? Doing great, dude. I'm glad that you feel special. <laughs> Aw, I feel like I've accomplished something today now. And also returning to the show is none other than the self-proclaimed leading goal scorer in Ryder Club Lacrosse history, none other than the Goose, Joe Gleason. How you doing, Glee? Ladies, gentlemen, disciples, fellow co-hosts, how are we all doing? We're doing, dude. How was, and I and I never said I was the leading goal scorer for I was lead through the first four years of Ryder, but at this point, I'd like to think that they uh, there's been someone who's been able to play for four years and had a better career than I put. Doubt it, <laughs> doubt it. But who knows? Um, so boys, March Madness is here. How we feeling about the uh, bracket, boys? Ah. Uh... I'm a little worried this year because this is the first year I'm choosing two number one overall to go to the end. But we'll talk about that later. How about you, Glee? How are you feeling about it? Uh, well, similar to Paul, I'm kind of uh, choosing choosing some ch- chalk, so to speak, in a lot of uh, a lot of the different regions. But I didn't do most of my research until today. I usually do it all Wednesday, but I did some cramming today for the podcast. But uh, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll dive into our individual brackets, I assume, or at least the first two rounds today. Yeah, so today what we're going to be doing, everyone, is we're going to look at the tournament, get into some of the headlines, give you some of our favorites, and then we're going to cut in through the first few rounds and tell you some of our predictions and who are going to be the main players, the main teams, and the Cinderella teams to watch as well as some of the big headlines going into this year's big tournament that once again, ladies and gentlemen, for the umpteenth time in a row, will not include the Ryder University Bronx. It's never going to happen. Yeah, no news there. Baggett's still the coach. Nope. I hope Iona gets mercied by UNC. And there ain't no mercy, so that just shows how badly well, I want them to lose. 
we'll get into the spreads, but that one's actually not the largest spread of the uh, the week. Yeah, no, I, I would believe it on that one. Um, the only thing that Iona's winning is I saw an article today saying Iona has the best uniforms in the tournament. Yeah, they are. Are they? I mean, they're they're pretty nice. Not gonna lie, but I don't know. F Iona. <laughs> um. So, boys, let's jump into it. This year's March Madness tournament. Um. Th- the talking point. How can you talk about this tournament without? the highlight of Duke University and their freshman class led by none other than R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and Zion Williamson. Um, I think we saw in the ACC tournament how much Zion really means to this team. Uh, what are you guys thinking of that? Well, for me, uh, I'm, I'm actually choosing Duke to win because of Zion. Uh, big of a power for a single team and a single player in a long time. Uh, he's definitely the most important member. They did not look like the same team when he was out. So Zion is 100% the key. He is the golden goose. As uh, Joe Gleason, I'm sure, would appreciate that. The golden goose of college basketball. Glee, what's your take on the Dukies and Zion? Uh, well, I, I really respect Duke. You know, if I have to, I feel like everyone in every rivalry will choose a side. Um, even if you're not a Ballastin or a Yankee fan, you'll choose one or the other, Michigan, Ohio State. In this one, I, I, I do lean Duke over UNC. I just love Coach K. And um, I kind of I do enjoy the bad boys that they've had. And that's kind of, or not necessarily bad boys in the terms of what Michigan, those bad boys in Michigan State or what the running rebels were, like rebellious people. But, you know, the classic white kid who plays hard and slaps the floor and takes charges, that, that's what Duke has been. But this team is not that team. They, they, they're, you know, in the past, they would take the court not being the most athletic team. And regardless of how the other, you know, two through five players on the teams match up, Zion is clearly much more athletic than anyone that he's taken the court against. So it, it's really fun to watch. I mean, even if you're not a Duke fan, you have to enjoy it. The dude is a absolute freak. I have never seen someone with that size move that fast and that quickly before. I mean, it's honestly astonishing when you think about it. And again, we saw his impact because look at how he comes into the ACC tournament and a Duke team that was really reeling for a little bit because... And to be honest, with my opinion, I'm sure talking with a few Duke fans who would totally agree with me on this, that Cam Reddish has not lived up to the hype, and R.J. Barrett is a hit or miss. So when Coach K, I think, put it perfectly saying, yeah, when you take the leading goal scorer or the leading point scorer for your team out and arguably the number one player in the country, you're going to have some changes. Um to your strategy in some weak spots, which they definitely had. What did you think of Duke running through the ACC tournament, specifically with their matchup with UNC? What would you think there, Glee? What, the ACC uh, – cha- now, was that the semifinal game? That was or? the semis because they beat Florida State in a championship. Okay, that's what – yeah, no, I, I didn't watch the full game, but I just got a sense of once he opened the game the way he did Zion – 
um, with that monster stunk. I mean, he that's the thing. It's not necessarily what he does in the stat sheet, even though I think he went perfect 13 for 13 that night with 29 points. And and that's not just dunks. Um, you know, he did have, I think, two threes. So it, it, it's, it's his ability to just make these plays that are demoralizing to the other team. Um, so I knew right away. And, and that's why I don't see, you know, usually speaking, the – when you pick a team versus the field, it's like four or five to one odds. Duke's two to one odds for a reason. And it's because I don't think anyone can really match up with them. I, I think Gonzaga is the only team that beat them this year when they've uh, had a full squad, Duke. That is correct. Um, Rick, let me lead you into this question. Um, if, if you had to look at Duke right now, big thing you would say is their three best players are freshmen. Do you feel, Rick, that this fact that they have three freshmen leading the way for this incredibly talented Duke team, do you think that this is going to hinder their chances at the run at the tournament? Uh, no, I do not. Um, I would say the only difficulty that they have is kind of they haven't been there yet. But with all these schools doing one-and-dones, uh, one year and then then they go off to the NBA, which a lot of these guys are going to be doing. And plus, these guys uh, have been winners pretty much their entire life. They've been on great teams. They proven themselves, and they're on the probably not ranked the best, but one of the best teams in in the tournament. So no, I do not think that's going to be a problem for them to run through the bracket. What do you think, Lee? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with Paul. It's, um, I mean, it, it, they always say it's kind of with matchups, though, so it's tough to see down the line, I think. Um, I haven't actually looked at what it would be past the second round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's my only thing, and this is a little bit of advice I've been handing out to some people at work and something that has honestly influenced my um, picking of my bracket. I'm sure I'll be shocking the world a little bit on this one. Here's a stat for the both of you, and I, and I want both of you guys to comment on this stat and if this is going to change things for you. Now, if you've been watching Duke throughout the season, it is no secret that this team is not very good at shooting the long ball. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it goes back to what you were saying with Cam Reddish uh, struggling. He's got to be the guy for them. So definitely not the best three-point shooting team. Actually, here's the fact. Duke is the worst three-point shooting team out of all of the major conferences across college basketball. And in the nation, ranked 338th in three-point shooting. How many teams with those numbers for three-point shooting do you think have made the final four? Uh, hmm. Seven. I would, I would say less, like five. Zero. Oh. Okay. Zero. And especially right now, we're talking about a college basketball world and just a basketball world in general you see in the, in the NBA right now, where this is a live and die by the three ball strategy for a lot of teams and I think you also saw in the ACC tournament where teams started to pick that up they started to pack the paint 
and they were like, okay, we're gonna throw five people on Zion. Let him shoot the let him shoot the long ball. Um, did it work stopping Zion? No. But do you think that this three point shooting is gonna come back and haunt the Dukies? Uh I'm still I'm still riding this Duke train high. I don't think so. I just think they're way too powerful. What about you, uh, Goose? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have Duke as the best team in the nation. I can't pick against them right at this moment. All <laughs> right. So, we've got our favorites. It seems like we are pretty much in agreement that Duke is one of, if not the favorite, to go through the tournament. Again, we'll be getting in that into a few. Um, Rick, let's start with you. If you had to give me some of your favorites other than Duke, who are you running for right now in this tournament? Who are you pulling for? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm thinking North Carolina. Uh, I'm liking Michigan over Gonzaga, if it gets down to that point. But we're jumping a little bit, so I'm sorry. Uh, Gonzaga is definitely up there. Virginia is definitely up there. Villanova, definitely not as strong, but I would not count them out just yet. So those are kind of the teams that I think are going to make it far. Uh, as well as a problem so a few teams have, like there hopefully they'll get far in my bracket so i win some money yeah isn't that what it's all about this time of year making the money right um glee who's some of your favorites well i mean you know obviously one of my things with brackets is as it goes deeper into brackets i kind of generally choose chalk uh, the first round, first and second round, I'll have some upsets, uh, maybe about anywhere from 30 to 50 percent of the matchups be the lower seed. But as it moves forward, you know, I'll generally have, every year I'll have uh, three, maybe even four first seeds uh, in the final four. Uh, it's just the way I feel when I look at the teams. But in terms of, I, I guess I'll mention some teams that you know jump out at me that Paul didn't mention. Um, Houston, Houston can go up and down. They they could score a lot. Uh, we'll get into their first round matchup a little later, but I really like them. I think they can make some noise. Tennessee's kind of fallen off, but they had that big win uh, to win the SEC over Kentucky. So um, I think they're in uh, they're in a, a favor. I mean, they'll have to go against Villanova, but uh, in the second round, which you know is, isn't necessarily the best thing, but um, Considering all the other first seeds, they're in a Virginia region, so I actually like Villanova, Tennessee from there. And as I scroll up, I really like Buffalo. Um, just another team that <clears throat> they seem to be minus 10, minus 12 every game, and you just pick them blindly, and they seem to cover. So that's another one. Uh, other than that, nothing. I think Maryland at a six seed. That's some people. I feel like Maryland could definitely sneak up on some people there as well because I felt like it was a pretty strong um, Big Ten. I, I, I am liking Maryland. Um, I'm liking, no surprise here, everyone's going to say I'm being a homer, but I promise you I'm not. Um, the Wolverines, I think, have had a pretty solid season. Um, they're returning. You got Jordan Poole and Xavier Simpson, who were two key pieces to their national title run last year. And I think, Glee, you hit on it. They've got a pretty favorable side of the bracket. 
I don't think I think Gonzaga is good, and again, probably the most important and essential part to their resume is the fact that they're the only team in the country that has beaten Duke um, at full strength. But they're not going to do that again. And I think the co the conference is so weak, especially with the loss to St. Mary's towards the end there. So definitely going to be riding Michigan. I'm also riding Michigan State. I think that they put together a solid season. They got a couple decent players, and they always find a way to make things interesting in the tournament as long as they don't lose to Bradley at the 15 seed like they did a few years ago. I think they lost to Middle Tennessee when they were a 15 seed, and they've blown it before. A matchup I'm very intrigued by is Murray State and Marquette to see Marcus Howard against Ja Morant. I think that's going to be one of the highlights. Um, and you obviously can't count out Kentucky. John Calipari, they're always a very experienced team. I feel like they always find ways to hang around. Now, if you guys had to give me a team that you are not so hot on coming into the tournament, who would you say, Glee? We'll start with you. Team I'm not so hot on, huh? Well... Uh, I'm going to stay away from, uh, geez, put me on the spot here. Well, I mean, I guess you said it. I don't like Murray State against Marquette. Um, I think Marquette actually wins. Um, I have the minus three and a half. So I, I like Marquette in that matchup. I'm not buying. I think a lot of people are going to jump on that because they see the 5-12. They're going to take the 12, especially with the 12 being an unknown team with probably the second most famous player in the nation. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to pick up a win there on people in the brackets. Um, Nevada. Nevada's a good team, but I think they've got a tough draw against Florida. Uh, the SEC this year, um, I, I know it was a Kentucky necessarily slacks, but there, there's a lot of good teams, and I th so I think Florida's a pretty decent team. There's definitely um, an up year for the SEC. And it, yeah, it's known as obviously a football. And I mean, if you look, I, I mean, really a lot. I mean, all the conferences are strong this year. I mean, obviously the Big Ten was outstanding, but the ACC had you know some juggernauts up top. Um, some you know so, some of the usual teams like Wake Forest is, was terrible, and even Maryland. Uh, yeah, Wake Wake Forest didn't even make the tournament. Maryland slipped more, but yeah, the SEC looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, I guess scrolling through. Uh, Wisconsin, I, I'm not trusting at all. Um, I think a hot Oregon team comes in and beats them. So I took that was one of my 12s I took. Uh, and then real quickly, as I look into the last region, oh, so the Wolford Seton Hall. That's a tough one. Both both uh, good team, both good young teams, I guess you could say. Uh, but I don't know. If Wolford, I just don't trust necessarily who Wolford's played. I mean, Seton Hall, I've, maybe it's just because I've followed more Seton Hall's games gambling. So um, I'm taking them there. I know a lot of people like Wolford. Yeah, a lot of people are definitely riding them high. I do agree yeah, with you there. Yeah. Uh, Rick, what's a team you're not riding too high on? Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not trusting Kentucky. I feel like they haven't been as consistent as in years past. I mean, they they will prop they will likely uh, win the first round of the tournament, but I'm I'm predicting that they're gonna get they're gonna lose uh, to the next round, whether it be Wolford or Seton Hall. 
I think Seen Hall, I agree with Lee, Seen Hall, I feel like will go on. I think Seen Hall would be Kentucky. I don't think that's that ridiculous. It's definitely an underdog, but I'm not riding uh, Kentucky too high right now. It's already uh, happened this year. Yeah. So, if I'm, I'm, I'm a person that expects lightning to strike twice in one place. So, right there. Uh, another team, LSU. I they'll probably win their first round against Yale, but then they're gonna get then they're gonna get beat in the round of 32. So. LSU, I'm not riding too high as well. So those are probably my two big teams that I'm not going to effectively give too far in the tournament. No, I would definitely agree with you with LSU because look at all that's going on right now with LSU. Their coach is suspended, about to go to jail in the FBI probe. LSU has a lot of outside distractions going on right now that I think are kind of derailing that team. Um, and well, and, and I think – well, we'll see it because I think that they played well in that game. Did they? Didn't they beat Florida? Um, no, Florida came back in, and had a game-winning throw. Florida, okay. Because well, because I, I guess speaking on that, Smart came off the bench. I don't know how long he played. I didn't see the end of it. Yeah, Florida. Was so like I don't know. Big and came back. I'm just saying. Hopefully, the distractions are past him. Mm-hmm. You benched him. You benched him. You know. Hopefully, you know. Now I don't think he'll come off the bench. Hopefully, it's past him. Now, we talked about the teams we're watching. Other than Zion, because we know everyone's watching Zion. Um, boys, give me the player you are watching. I'm going to start with Michigan's own Ignis Brazadikis, uh, freshman, number 13. Um, very big guy, can shoot threes, can go to the outside. He's basically the Michigan's new Mo Wagner. I think he's a good compliment. Jordan Poole's an overall playmaker. Xavier Simpson's great on defense, great with assisting the ball. So he's definitely a player for me to watch and a player I am also going to be watching is Rui Hachimura. Again, he's on the Gonzaga team. That's the only team to beat Duke at 100% full strength. So I'm going to be impressed, I think, by watching him. I'm surprised I haven't heard a lot more about uh, Hachimura in the draft moving forward. I mean, obviously, you got the names like Zion. You got John Morant or some of the big names. But I'm definitely watching Brazidikis and Hachimura. Rick, who are you watching? Uh, I think Colby White is going to be playing a huge part when it comes to Carolina. Uh, he's probably one of the most well-rounded players that are in that is in this tournament. So he's definitely going to be a guy I'm going to be watching. Yeah, dude, North Carolina, when they're on their game, my God, they look good. Even in their loss to Duke, the way they move the ball is breathtaking at times. Um, I definitely think North Carolina can make a run in this. Glee, who are you watching? Uh, Marcus Howard. Like I said, I think that, that uh, and you pointed out actually first, that Marquette Murray State matchup is going to be really interesting. And. I think a lot of people are looking are going to be looking at it to see John Moran, but the more I look up this Marcus Howard, he's a good player. He's actually from Morris, Morristown, New Jersey, um, and so I'm I'm looking forward for him to have a big game. Another player, uh, I'm blanking on his name, he's a, uh, a swing. He's one. He's the best catch and shoot and shooter off screens. He plays for UNC. Um, it was leaked that the Sixers are heavy. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Luke May. Um, 
just real quick. Um, shoot, what was his name? Uh, it was something like Ton. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm really excited to see him just because, uh, obviously, if there's a chance the Sixers get him, then I'm in. We're going to have our stats and info uh, department look it up right now. Yeah, I think we're all over that right now in the meantime. Um, <laughs> in, in the meantime, boys, who's your Cinderella? Who's your Loyola Chicago this year? Because you know what happens every year. It's just the time of the year where we're all going to be angry by Saturday. We're all happy and excited now, but we probably know around Thursday, 7 p.m., one of our favorites is already going down, and we're going to be cranky and upset. Who is your team to watch this year? I'm going to say, and Glee, I know I might be beating you to it, I wouldn't be surprised to see Seton Hall make a run. I definitely think that we've had some quality wins. Obviously, they beat Kentucky, beat Nova. I wouldn't be surprised if Seton Hall as a 10 seed makes a run. I think, I know, Rick, you said you like to see Lightning strike twice. And I do think it'd be incredible. They can definitely do it, but I don't know if they can beat Kentucky again. Beating them once is hard enough. I'm not sure if they can do it again. But I think they can definitely make a run. I know a lot of teams are hot on UC Irvine, like a lot of analysts. But personally, I don't even pay attention to bracketology or any of that stuff anymore because they're just wrong. I like doing my own research. Um, but They have a tough matchup against Kansas State, too. Yeah. So, I, don't, I, I see Kansas State. Kansas State obviously won the Big 12. First team since God knows when to win the Big 12, not named Kansas. Um, obviously, they're Kansas State, but it wasn't Kansas. So I, I, I can't see UC Irvine really going that far. I was like looking at their schedule today. I, I really don't see anything that impresses me. Seton Hall definitely impresses me. And even though they're not a Cinderella, they're a six seed, a team that I think is rediscovering their form and still returns key players from last year's national championship is you got to keep an eye on Nova, in my opinion. They still got a Phil Booth. They still got a few key players. Jay, Jay Wright knows how to coach the tournament, and obviously they still won the Big East. They found a way to pull out that miracle against Xavier and then beat Seton Hall for the championship. So yeah. they know how to get it done. Uh, Glee, who's your Cinderella? Well, just touching real quickly on the Nova, no team, no four, five, or six seed has been picked in a bracket more to go to an Elite Eight than, than Villanova. And furthermore, no 11, 12, or 13 has been picked less than St. Mary's. Um, I saw that stat earlier this afternoon, mm. just, just a few trends. So I, the fact that it's the same game there, it, it really tells me, at least what the public's thinking, um, Villanova, and we'll get into what the, <clears throat> the line is there, but... And of kind of owns St. Mary's because St. Mary's knocked him out early a few years ago. So I feel like yeah. it's kind of a revenge game for Nova. Well, I don't know if it's an own, but – and again, it, it college is tough because the rosters turn over. Now, Villanova, they don't turn over as much as others. So there may still be some guys on the team from that team. But yeah, They still have um, – they still have Haskell. I'm not sure how much that matters. So you want a Cinderella, huh? Let's see. Who's, who's so I like I like slipper? I like 
I, I think Oregon has a really good chance to make it to the Sweet 16. I mean, you beat a, you, you out at athleticize a Wisconsin team, and then you go in and beat the Kansas State. Um, and then who knows? I mean, again, playing what I think is the weakest one seed in Virginia, um, and then they're in the Elite Eight. So I think Oregon, Sweet 16 team that could make some noise. Um, Buffalo, another one. I, I think I have a really tough matchup in the second round with Buffalo against Texas Tech, and I don't know what to do there. Um, I think I'm going to go Buffalo, and then the winner of that will play Michigan. But And then I guess last but not least, uh, um, I guess we're going to say, yeah, I guess it could be um, Yale. I mean, again, you, you you mentioned it with LSU, I, and I I just think it's funny because any time a Ivy League team wins at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I don't want to say it's a Cinderella if they just win against an LSU team that most people, like you said, think have their minds on other things. One, uh, uh, there's not many Cinderella. I mean, I think a lot. The thing about this bracket, and I think it sort of this year. A lot of the top seeds are, or higher seeds are larger conference teams that aren't very good. And then you have, because of the exposure with ESPN3 and ESPN+, Plus, we're now able to see all of these teams that are sneaking, not sneaking in because they deserve it, but these mid-majors that slip in that in the past you would say, like, who is a Wolford? Who is, you know, a St. Louis or... You know, a, a, any of these teams, a Murray State. So I think it, it kind of makes the term Cinderella, you know, I don't want to say obsolete because we're all so familiar. I don't know what you think, Paul. Uh, honestly, I don't I don't see any Cinderellas. In here. Like, maybe- That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you going to say Wolford is a Cinderella just because their name is Wolford? But if you've been paying attention to them all year – like they deserve the seed they're at. They're a good team. No, yeah, I, they are a good team, but I just I'm not expecting too much. I just feel like they're gonna burn out real quick. Really, my my only Cinderella is going back to what Fed said and Seen Hall. Seen Hall at, at the ten seed, I feel like is going going to win at least two games. In my opinion, I think they're gonna win two games. I don't see him going farther than that. If you want to call that the Cinderella winning two rounds? So- you guys are both assuming that they beat Kentucky? I'm not giving them a Kentucky win. It's possible, but I'm not giving them the Kentucky win. Because they can't. Kentucky's lost some big games this year. Oh, definitely, I, including Seton Hall. I'm, I'm giving him the win. You are? Okay. Yeah. I'll double down on that. Now, what was what was? Do you guys know? I don't know anything. I didn't know they play, they've played each other. What was the? Was that like early in the year? Was it a neutral site? It was an early season matchup in Newark at Seton Hall, and Seton Hall had a buzzer at, beating win. Okay, yeah, I'll take Kentucky. <laughs> it's just I I can't. I like I can see Seton Hall do it, but I can't see them doing it again. That's my only issue there. I honestly I have to see because we know Wolford's a good team. Like if Seton Hall comes in, you know. Plays them, you know. We'll we'll just have to see, I guess. I think either one. Do you have of those any other Cinderellas, Paul? Some people. Uh, I don't really have any other Cinderellas. I mean, yeah, I guess not. This is. Look, I think I said this at the beginning of the show. This is probably bracket that I built. It's probably the most straightforward bracket I have ever. 
you're Rick, you're definitely not one of the only people to share that opinion. I've been talking to a decent amount of people who have said the same thing as you. They're saying, like, look, I don't really see any major upsets this year. You know, granted, is one going to happen somewhere more than likely? Is this March Madness tournament going to proceed last year? It's going to be hard. I mean, there we all were last year at this time sitting at Killarney's watching UMBC beat Virginia for the first time ever. A one seed was defeated. And then obviously you have Sister Jean, the run of Loyola, Chicago, and there are a couple other teams to make some noise in there as well. I think it's going to be hard to repeat last year, but would I be surprised? No, because then again, this is March Madness here, people. Your odds this year of picking a perfect bracket are 9.5 quintillion to 1. Well, I didn't know if you guys saw it. So normally Buff uh, Warren Buffett always did the perfect bracket, you win a million dollars. This year... Uh, I'm not sure if he did that, but I did see that he offered any of his employees, if they get the sweet 16 right, he will give them a million dollars a year for the rest of their life. Which is not – I've had several years where I go 14 out of 16. That's definitely a lot more possible. That's – but think it, but it's also – it's not just a million dollars. It's a million dollars over the rest of – and I think he has like – how much – they have a couple hundred thousand employees at Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. So I, I he, that's the but isn't that crazy? A million dollars just your life just to get the sweet sixteen, man. Someone's getting cocky. <laughs> um, I wish I could work for him then. Someone has too much money and he doesn't know what to do with it. Exactly. So yeah. boys, um, before we get into the calls for the week, as far as where are we going with the tournament, it's obviously the highest betting trafficking season of the year and trafficking i mean the sense of everyone and their mom is going to be betting so it is only fair that we jump into some bets with goose on march madness goose why don't you talk us through some of our stuff you had a pretty successful week last week if i do recall it did i had a very successful week actually i believe i went uh six and three in basketball and golf was uh, very, very good to me. Um, I was sitting around. I was a little nervous on Sunday. I basically, like I have established, uh, in golf you could do what's called the arbitrage, triangular arbitrage, which is a foreign currency transaction term. But I've applied it to gambling where you pick three players all at very positive odds. And as long as one of them wins, it covers your losses for the other two. And so I was sitting around making sure either Rom, Fleetwood, or Rory won, uh, and Rory did win. So it was very nice. But this week, uh, we have a nice little Wednesday. Now, I guess I'll just quickly jump into golf before we get into well, – and then we'll hop back into uh, close out the show with some uh, basketball. But golf, this is a tough week. We have two weeks in between until we get to the Masters – or three weeks, actually – so, and right after the Players' Championship, a lot of guys take the week off. So two things I saw, uh, DJ's at 5-1 to one and Rom's at 11-1. to one. Uh, I like both of them. There's not too many other big names playing. Um, but the one thing that I really like, and I've said this multiple times, is just finding a top 20 and just riding that guy as a top 20. 
Um, Charles Howe's been the guy for me to do that, but I don't think he's playing this week. So I would look at a guy like Ollie Schneidengard. I can't say his last name. But he's plus 380 just to finish in the top 20, and he had a minus 7 on Saturday. So look for him to really bounce back. But like I said, DJ Rom, they're really the only big hitters that are playing this week, both coming off a great uh, players' championship. So unless you guys probably don't have any questions on golf, we'll move into some Thursday and Friday matchups. So for Thursday, I have, regardless of who you're picking in your brackets, I like these five against the spread. I like Minnesota plus five and a half. I believe they're playing. Sorry, let me just get that up. Uh, Minnesota's playing, is it Nova? Sorry, oh, geez. Uh, geez. Do you guys know who Minnesota's playing? Minnesota is playing. Minnesota has Louisville. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah, don't like Louisville's pace. The big thing I look for is teams that shoot the three well, teams that defend the three well, and teams that shoot free throws very well. And Louisville, uh, two of did not check two of the three boxes there. Uh, Marquette, yeah, I'm definitely not feeling Louisville there either. Yeah, and I think plus five and a half, too, is, is, is pretty nice. Um, so Marquette minus three and a half against Murray State. Again, uh, not riding the John Moran train. And three and a half, uh, anything might, like, once you get to that, you know, below five, foul shots at the end of the games come into play. So anytime there's a favorite minus that, I, I think I like that in there. Um, Nova minus five. Again, I believe, what are they playing? St. Mary's? Yeah, it's St. Mary's. Yes, Nova St. Is it St. Mary's or St. Louis? St. Mary's. St. Yeah. Mary's. Yeah, St. Louis gonna, yeah. is a 14 yeah. seed. Right, and so, yeah, they're playing a big. Okay, yeah, I like Nova there, minus five. Seton Hall, two, plus, plus two and a half, so you're getting two there. I think that, that might be the lock of the day on Thursday, Seton Hall minus two, plus two and a half, excuse me. And then Syracuse at minus two and a half. I love Jim Jim Beheim and them boys. Um, again, two, two and a half, that's a basket. It is a tough matchup, eight versus nine, Baylor, but I like that. So, again, lock of that day would be Seton Hall plus two and a half. So that does you guys like have any a thoughts? solid move of that. I definitely agree that yeah. that's a solid move. Uh, Rick, any questions? I'm actually uh, going off my bracket. That may be – I don't know if that would be my biggest upset, but I'm picking Baylor. I, I just – I don't know. Yeah, you are? Yeah, that's that's my upset right there. Yeah, I kind of just had a hard – like there's two – like I have a hard on for coaches that, you know, like the Jim Beheims, the Mike Gizzes of the world – um, you know, it, it it does say that Baylor is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the nation, but it's just something about that zone yeah. that I like. So, okay, Very that's well interesting. Done. So, all right, boys. So we'll go. Oh, I have. I'm sorry, and then I have uh six six for Friday, real quick. Um, so I like I like Iowa plus uh, three and a half. Sorry, no, that's Iowa State's playing Ohio State. Iowa is playing um, – I wrote these down in a different order than the bracket, so it's very confusing. Uh, sorry, I just want to get some clarity. Cincinnati. I've, I've, I've looked at Cincinnati, Cincinnati 
uh, I was actually fading them. Um, I'm sorry, I, I was fading them during the season and it paid off. And then I hopped on them during the tournament and they paid off because they went really deep uh, in the Big East. So I like, however, I just, I like the way Iowa, that big, anyone who comes from the Big Ten just gets a star in my book this year. So I'm taking Iowa, plus, again, plus three and a half. The I one like I probably, like a lot. yeah, I, I, plus the three and a half is nice. Um, again, three and a half, like it could be one of those things you're down two or three and then you're fouling and you see yourself lose that three and a half. So maybe you buy a point there. Um, anyway, so Texas Tech, this was a tough one. Texas Tech is one of the best teams. Uh, they, the buzzer beater took, kept them out of the final four last year. Uh, they're minus 14 and I'm going to roll with it. Um, Northern Kentucky, 14 seed. I don't see anything spectacular from them, so I think that they can cover the minus 14. Buffalo is playing uh, one of the play-in teams. I don't know what the spread is, but if it's anything 12 or less, take it blindly. Uh, Buffalo um, got St. John's because St. John's won. Oh, that's a tough. So again, if if it, if St. John if it's St. John, maybe that's just my heart speaking. And again, it's a team I've seen. Uh, played a few times this year. If it's over m- minus ten, I might stay away from it entirely. But if it's if it's below minus ten, I would I would definitely take the Buffalo. Um, Houston minus eleven and a half. That's a no brainer to me. I took a minus fourteen and a half during the championship game. And that was an easy cover. Um, Liberty. So this is a funny one. Liberty plus six and a half. Um, you can get that money line at plus two forty, so basically two and a half to one odds. They're playing it. It isn't the best matchup for them, but if I, I'd actually be a little more scared if I was Mississippi Ole Miss having to play them. Uh, so again, it's one of those five twelve matchups. So I took Liberty there. I think they're shooting. They can uh, keep keep up with anyone. So plus six and a half. And last but not least, Iowa State minus five and a half. Iowa State. Both teams, uh, Big Ten teams, Iowa State, Ohio State. Uh, I don't think Ohio State's very good. They've Their best player's been hurt all year. He's not coming back. I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't see Ohio State going that far at all. Well, yeah, so I, I, I have a – and so the five-and-a-half is a little tough. Hoping for some late-minute freeze, free throws there. And, and I stand to, corrected. St. John's, they did not play yet. I misread that. They play tomorrow against um, Arizona State. That's what I thought. And most people have them winning that game. I would um, assume so. But Very we'll see. weak year for the Pac-12. I also just took the Flyers uh, under two goals second period and hit that just in case anyone was wondering. That was a live bet during live, live pod bet. But, yeah, so those those are my 11. So we'll see how I do. We'll keep tabs. Like I said, I was 6-3 last week. Very well done, Goose. Gleason. So, boys, uh, let's wrap up this week. What we're going to do is we're going to run through the regions. Tell me how you're summarizing the first two rounds. And you know what? Just for fun, who is your final four? We'll do that at the very end. So, first, boys, let's run through the East, home of the number one overall seed, the Cameron Crazy Duke Blue Devils. Um, Duke will be taking on North Carolina Central. Or North Dakota State, it ain't going to matter. I'm not seeing any UNBC-like circumstances here taking the Dukies. I am going to go with the Golden Knights of UFC. 
I was looking at their schedule today. Taco Fell, um, huge part of their success, literally. Um, so I see the Golden Knights defeating VCU. I am going to go with the Goose. I think Liberty is going to beat Mississippi State. Um, but St. Louis at the 13, I don't think will get through Virginia Tech. Um, I think Virginia Tech made a little run there at the end. Um, so I do think that Virginia Tech will get past St. Louis. I'm going to take Maryland over Belmont or Temple. LSU will get through Yale. I will give them that. LSU is going to get through Yale. I have Minnesota over Louisville, and then I'm going to take Michigan State over Bradley, which would make my bracket in the East to get into the Sweet 16. I will take Duke over UCF. I will take Virginia Tech over Liberty. I am going to take Maryland over LSU. I think, again, LSU has kind of been faltering. Maryland's played in a talented Big Ten and has had a few big wins. I'm going to take Maryland there. And then Michigan State will defeat Minnesota. Rick, what's your East looking like through the first two rounds? Uh, sim- uh well. I would say a lot of similarities, a couple differences. Uh, definitely do. And then I'm also going UCF over VCU. I am I am not riding the Liberty train. Miss State, going to win that one. And then Virginia Tech, same as you. Uh, Maryland, yes. And then LSU, yes. Uh, finally, I'm thinking Louisville over Minnesota and Michigan State over Bradley. The round after that, I would say Duke over UCF, Virginia Tech over Mississippi, Maryland over LSU, and then Michigan State over Louisville. Oh, great minds think a lot. Well done, Rick. Uh, Glee, what are you taking in the East first two rounds? Yeah, I, I got Duke, obviously. Uh, I have Duke going all the way to the Final Four, just, just so we get that cleared. Um VCU UCF is a tough one. I went VCU, uh, although they had to let down in the tournament. Uh, like I said, I went Liberty over Ole Miss. I think, like you said, VT holds off St. Louis. Maryland, I think, actually wins both over Temple and LSU, so they advance to the Sweet 16. But they lose to Michigan State, who beat Bradley and then beat the winner of the Louisville-Minnesota game, who I – and taking the Gophers. Very well done. So from the East, let's go out to the West. The number one seed, Gonzaga, FDU, or Prairie View A&M will be their opponent. I am going to take the Zags. I will take Syracuse over Baylor. I am going to ride the John Morant train and give Murray State over Marquette. I'm going to say Florida State over the Catamounts of Vermont. Buffalo will defeat Arizona State or St. John's. I got Texas Tech over Northern Kentucky. The Gators will Gator Chomp, the Wolf Pack. And then hail to the victors. Michigan will defeat Montana. And then to go into the Sweet 16 in the next round in the West. Boys, the road for Gonzaga will end at the hands of the Syracuse Orange. I have the Orange pulling off the upset over Gonzaga. Cuse played a few great games with Duke this year. And they're in the tough ACC. So I think the road ends there for the Zags. 
Um, Murray State will not defeat Florida State. Florida State is a team a lot of people are riding very high on right now. I have them in my Elite Eight. Um, and then I am also going to go with Buffalo over Texas Tech to keep things a little spicy. I think Buffalo has the stuff to go through a little bit of a deep run. And then the victors will defeat the Gators. Rick, what are you looking at in the West? Again, I think you and I are very similar mindset. Gonzaga uh, is definitely going to win. Uh, I'm also picking Baylor over Syracuse. Uh, uh, I'm picking Marquette over Murray State. So I think that's a little different. Uh, I'm also picking Florida State over Vermont. Buffalo over whoever it's going to be, St. John's or Arizona. Uh, and Texas Tech will face off. Buffalo and Texas Tech. And then I'm picking Nevada. This is different. I'm picking Nevada to be Florida. And um, Ryan, you're training in Michigan a little bit longer. And then after that, I think Gonzaga's going to be Baylor. I think Florida State's going to beat Marquette. Uh, I'm going with Buffalo to be Texas Tech. And then I'm going Michigan over Nevada. Very well done, Rick. Hail to the victors, baby. Glee, what about you in the West? <clears throat> so in the West, I have Gonzaga going all the way to the Elite Eight. They beat Syracuse, who hopped over Baylor, so I guess we disagree on that. Um, <clears throat> I have a difficulty picking the winner, Florida State beating Vermont, and Marquette over Murray State. I'm having a tough time with that one. Uh, the loser, obviously, I think the winner losing to Gonzaga – um, leaning Florida State, but I can't decide there. And as we move to the bottom half, I have Michigan beating a Florida team that beat Nevada. But I have Michigan losing to the winner of the Buffalo and Texas Tech game, which I have as Buffalo. I have Buffalo going to the Elite Eight against Gonzaga. Spicy take there, Glenn. And however, I think Gonzaga still pulls off the uh, the win there. So that's my uh, West, I believe it is. Great. Let's jump into the South, where the number one seed are the Cavaliers of UVA. Uh, it's not going to happen again, Virginia fans. It's okay. We promise you, Virginia will advance as a number one seed this year, and they will defeat Gardner-Webb. I'm having a hard time with Ole Miss and Oklahoma just because I don't think any of these teams for the eight and the nine for this matchup, I don't think Ole Miss or Oklahoma are that good. So I'm going to go Ole Miss. I do think Oregon gets through Wisconsin. Oregon's on fire right now. On fire. So I will pick Oregon. I'm going to take Kansas State over UC Irvine. I'm going to take Nova over St. Mary's. Purdue shall defeat Old Dominion. Uh, I got into it and said I love the bet with uh, betting with Goose. I think Iowa defeats Cincinnati. Tennessee defeats Colgate, which means you get into the Sweet 16. Virginia will defeat Ole Miss. Oregon is going to beat Kansas State. Oregon, for me, is a team I'm going to ride to get into the Sweet 16, as well as I think Villanova is going to defeat Purdue, and we'll get back to the Sweet 16 as well. And then Tennessee will defeat Iowa. Rick, what's your south? All right, I got, I got Virginia beating G-Webb, 
And I also got Ole Miss being Oklahoma. This uh, fun fact: this is my only one where the eight beats the nine in my bracket. So that's fun. Uh, but this, I guess, this is my upset. I'm th- I'm thinking about it. I'm going Oregon over Wisconsin. I'd call Oregon, Oregon over Wisconsin. I'm going Kansas over UC Irvine. I got Villanova over St. Mary's and Purdue over Old Dominion. And Cincinnati over Iowa and Tennessee over Colgate. Now, going up, I got Virginia passing Old Miss. I got Kansas State moving on to face Virginia. Then I got Villanova beating Purdue. And I got Tennessee beating Cincinnati. Very well done, Rick Glee. How's your South Dern? Well, uh, I guess what's the best way to do this? So I had, like you guys, Virginia, Ole Miss. Well, that game, the eight nines are always tough. Mm-hmm. But I had Virginia beating Ole Miss in the second round, playing Oregon, who not only beat Wisconsin as a 12 seed, but also beat Kansas State in the second round. Then I have a Villanova-Purdue matchup in the second round. I believe I'm going to go Villanova there. Second, and then to round it off, I have Tennessee and Iowa taking Tennessee, who then loses to Villanova, making my Elite Eight matchup there, Virginia-Villanova. Very nice. We'll get into that Final Four pick in a second, Glee. And then lastly, let's wrap up the show before we get into our Final Four picks. With the Midwest, who read by, in my opinion, one of the favorites to win this all, the Tar Heels of North Carolina. I expect them to absolutely schmack the Gales of Iona. I believe Washington will defeat Utah State in that 8-9. Auburn will defeat New Mexico State. Auburn's been on a good run late, made it all the way to the SEC uh, semifinals or final, one of the two, but again, they had a great run there. Kansas will defeat Northeastern. Ohio State, I don't think, even belonged in this tournament. Not using my bias as a Michigan fan. Just I, I don't know where they were all season to make the tournament, so I'm taking Iowa State. Spicy pick. Spicy pick. Georgia State will beat Houston. Glee, does your dog agree with me there, the underdog? Yeah, I don't know. I guess he doesn't like your picks. Fletcher, I, I think Relax. he was barking because he liked the underdog pick, Georgia State Relax. over Houston. Um, you got to throw one of those wild ones in there. Um, Seton Hall will defeat Wofford, and then Kentucky will be Abilene Christian, which makes my Sweet 16 in this bracket. North Carolina will defeat Washington. Kansas will defeat Auburn. Iowa State will beat Georgia State. And again, I know I want to ride Seton Hall high. They ain't beating Kentucky again. Uh, Rick, what's your Midwest? Uh, so I got, <clears throat> excuse me, I got North Carolina, and they're going to be facing against Washington. Uh, so uh, Washington's going to be. I'm going Auburn over Mexico State, and I'm going Kansas over North Northeastern. Uh. Iowa State will be Ohio State, but I'm going Houston over Georgia State. Then I'm I'm Ryan Seen Hall a little bit. Seen Hall will be 
Wolford and Kentucky will move on there as well. But uh, I'm going to say Scene Hall is going to be Kentucky. I, I feel I just have that feeling. And then Houston is going to be Iowa State. Kansas is going to be Auburn. And North Carolina is going to be Washington. Very well done, Rick and Glee. What is your Midwest? Well, <clears throat> I think UNC has a stranglehold on it. Um, again, the 8-9 matchup never really entertains me. I guess I'll take uh, USU. I think Auburn pulls it off. I think I went all chalk, actually. I think I went, yeah, Auburn, Kansas. It takes Seton Hall. I'm not as confident as you guys are in them. I think Kentucky beats Seton Hall, but loses to uh, Houston in the Sweet 16. And Houston will take on North Carolina in the Elite Eight, which I think North Carolina wins. All right, boys. So let's wrap up the show with our final four and wrap up your final four by claiming who do you think will be this year's national champion. In the East, I am going to go with Michigan State. I do think they will defeat Duke in the Elite Eight because I truly believe that the three-point shooting is going to come back to haunt Duke at some point. The rest of the run up until that point for me is easy. So I am going to drop the first bombshell of the show for March Madness and say that I believe Michigan State will represent the East in the Final Four, ousting the Blue Devils. In the West, it will be none other than the Victor's Valley in Michigan, and I will see and anticipate a Michigan Michigan State Final Four showdown for the ages. I don't think Gonzaga has it. Florida State is another team that I can ride high there to make it, but I'm just taking Michigan because I feel like Michigan has been through this before. Again, being led by Brazadikis as a freshman, but also having Xavier Simpson and Jordan Poole, who were key parts of their run to the national championship game last year, will carry this team far. In the South, I am going to go with Tennessee for the reason that I don't have the utmost confidence in Virginia. And what I mean by that is I don't feel confident in Virginia's ability to win a game in which their defense is not supporting them. We, you saw it last year with UMBC. Virginia is not going to shoot itself back into a game they rely on their defense they have guy they have a few other good shooters but i think this is a virginia team that traditionally relies on defense and it's not going to win a game 80 to 70 if it they're not putting and keeping their opponent under 50 or 60 points they're going to struggle so that's why i'm not trusting virginia and i'm going to take tennessee there and then in the midwest i'm north carolina no other way to put it uh, my national champion is going to be North Carolina. I think when I watch them, the way they move the ball, they have a lot of key pieces. Um, Kobe White is an incredible player. Um, honestly, if we weren't talking about Zion Barrett and Reddish, he would be really high up there, in my opinion. But watching the way North Carolina can move the ball and transition up and down the court, I think they're a very dangerous team. Uh, Rick, who are you taking? Uh, well, I got Duke being Michigan State. Uh, I'm riding that train all the way to victory. 
Then uh, in the West, I got. I also got Michigan being Gonzaga. Uh, I agree. They've been there before. I think they can get there again. Uh, then I have Villanova shocking Virginia. So I think Villanova is going to be in my Final Four. And then I'm also riding North Carolina to the Final Four. Uh, but then I have Duke being Michigan and North Carolina being Villanova, leading to the Tobacco Road rivalry of Duke and North Carolina. So I'm going Duke. I'm going to break four at 158. So it's going to be a high-scoring high game. Yeehaw. Yeah, dude, those games are always very high-scoring. And always decided by, like, a few points, too. Um, always a great matchup every time they play. Uh, Glee, take us home. Who's your final four and who's your national champ? Oh, sorry. So I thought, well, I think I said my, my final four is going to be, I got three of the number one seeds, Duke, Gonzaga, UNC, and then I think uh, Villanova comes out in the other division. Um, I, I, I mean, it's going to be Duke that wins it, um, just the way it goes. So they're going to beat whose division is that they're going to beat Gonzaga get some revenge there and then they will lose to North Carolina in an amazing national championship game yeah dude it's, if, it's, if it's not Duke it's going to be UNC I think if Duke makes the final four I don't have them in my final four but I think if they make it they're not going to lose but it's all going to come down to do they make it or not so gentlemen very well done for this week as we previewed March Madness and one of the greatest times of the year, the March Madness to tournament. I cannot wait to fight with my students telling them to turn the games off in the middle of class at the end of the day. Uh, so that has been this week's episode. Again, you can tell us your picks. Uh, tell us what you think of our Final Four, our national champion, and all of our picks at Twitter at WideOpen underscore sports. And don't forget that you can find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and TuneIn as well. Rick, any closing thoughts for the show this week? Rhyme the Zion train. Choo-choo. Motherfucker. Uh, and Glee, what about you? Fletcher, do you have any comments? Or are you just going to stare at me for the past 20 minutes? No? No, nah, dude. Okay, yeah, no, I nah. Yeah, down 2-0. It's bad. This is the season. They lose tonight. It's pretty much over. Well, it's over, but that's definitely over. Anyway, no, I got nothing, but we'll see how my 11 picks do. All right, boys. So for this week's episode, expect us back soon next week as we will talk about a little bit of March Madness as well as give you a little bit of a baseball preview next week with our next episode coming soon. This is Feds. I'm Rick. Goose. Have a great night, everybody. Enjoy. We hope to see you back again soon. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.